1: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution. Great tasting, all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com.
0: The Around the League podcast. Trusts sources with knowledge of the situation.
3: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes, Chris Wessling, Mark Sessler, and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Hey, Dan. How are you? How are you, Mark? You've been here since you walked here at 4.30 in the morning, and now it's getting towards supper time almost, and you're still here. How about that? It's free agency week. Mark
4: doesn't need normal sleep or nutrients because he's Greg's feeling eyes. the frenzy.
2: He's feeling the frenzy. Reagent
3: frenzy, <laughs> trademark, it's restricted.
2: dinner time if you live in Del Boca Vista. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, Mark, also, the the weariness I see in your face, your remote control was stolen off your desk <laughs> today. I might you, Anybody that follows us on Twitter, you might have seen that I had tweeted out <laughs> that someone had taken Mark's remote while Mark and I were at lunch. Before you had gotten in, Wes, Greg was working, didn't see the culprit. Mark, very angry, actually using some foul language, which he usually doesn't do, was legitimately upset. Then a blonde colleague woman rolls over about three hours later, hands back the controller.
1: Yeah, for me, that took a lot of the... (laughs) It took the anger out because she was honest in the end. She brought it back.
4: I like that $1 billion was spent in the NFL yesterday. (laughs) Hall of Fame players have changed teams, but Dan wants to open with the big remote control story. By the way, part of our job
1: is shifting from station to station, feed to feed (laughs) to bring the reader the quickest news. I can't turn the station (laughs) without the remote control. And Greg,
3: you tell me that's not important? (laughs) <laughs> being on top of what's happening around Greg's the league.
1: Greg's urgency around the matter was uh, low, to say
2: the Mark, least. He did <laughs> Mark not is c- not easily riled up. Yes. He's a very go-with-the-flow kind of guy, even Steven. He was clearly flustered by this whole caper.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, all, all's well that ends well, as they say. And, uh, yes, Greg, you make a great point, a trenchant one even. One billion dollars. Wait, what was, was that a word? Trenchant. C-H. trenchant Trenchant. yeah what do you call it trenchant it's a ch what did i say i don't know but it wasn't that see now (laughs) look who's slowing the podcast (laughs) to a halt i'm just trying to help you out see your priorities are all mixed up first you're getting on me for the remote and then pronunciation we have a lot to get to here trenchant (laughs) stuff happening in the nfl um gold standard behind the glass how are you buddy
1: Good. Feeling the frenzy.
3: Yep. Went to check in with. Uh, <laughs> I doubt that. Convincing. I went to check in with Gold Standard about the podcast uh, earlier today. He was watching soccer on his internal monitor. <laughs> Not a shocker.
1: <laughs> Can't give away trade secrets like it's that.
3: A, it's all getting out there today. All right. Uh, how about we do some news, buddy? All right. We start with the news of the day, really, the news of the week. Darrell Rivas, one of the great players in the NFL, released officially on Wednesday by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after they were unable to find a trade suitor. He now becomes an unrestricted free agent for the first time in his career. Uh, What do we make of this?
2: He immediately goes to number one on our free agent tracker. The best free agent available. Still in his prime. Still played at a high level this year. Last year, I mean. And to be clear, he would have been the number
4: one free agent available at any point, not even after this initial flurry of all the top free agents, which has been incredible. All top ten of our unrestricted free agents, the top ten unrestricted free agents heading into Tuesday were signed by midnight. Uh, But Revis, I'd put him above the rest. I think he's still got some good pro bowl, maybe even all pro type of years left in him.
1: And it's funny because the initial thing was, oh, there are some low-level teams out there trying to change everything they're about by trading for Revis, Cleveland and Oakland. Was because it's never going to happen. It wasn't, and, and now it's never going to happen for those two teams specifically. I would I would venture because once he goes to the open market, Revis, again, is a player that gets to choose his own destiny and rattle things up, and he's going to want to go I think to a team that's ready to and win right now.
2: he really loves Rex Ryan or Mike Pettin, you would think he would end up with a contender.
3: Well, the Browns and the Raiders uh, reportedly were interested in a trade, but it didn't happen a lot, maybe the major reason, because Rivas refused to take a pay cut. So we get to this point now. Several teams reached out to the Bucks when he was still on the roster, a list that includes the Patriots, Falcons, Giants, Eagles. I mean, these are all teams that at least checked in. We don't know how serious they were at the time, but now you have to wonder who is actually going to go after him and be willing to pay that much money. A lot of people are pointing at the Patriots as the favorite here. Greg, as the resident uh, Patriots fan, I would like your thoughts on that.
4: Oh, I would, that sounds great. Akeem Tlaib is gone. We'll talk about him later. But, look, I said I think Darrell Revis is still potentially the best cornerback in the league. He wasn't last year, but that was his first year coming off a of torn ACL. And this is a guy who, at his peak, was one of the best cornerbacks of all time. And could he be better this year? in another system with another year removed from the ACL? I think he could, and it comes down to money. I mean, you're talking about, well, we'll see if he'd be open to returning to the Jets and, you know, wanting to play for a contender. At what point has Darrell Revis and his agents shown any willingness to take $1 less for any reason to go so? If the Raiders wanted him, Raiders is a stretch. Pay him $15 million. I'm sure he's going there. No one wants to pay him that money. Well, you—he's he, gonna pay. He's gonna get, I think, around ten or eleven million, around what the top cornerbacks make, but not sixteen. If they want to give him
1: fifteen a year guaranteed, he's there. I, Greg, always falls on the line of players want more money over any other factor. This and, is Revis we're talking. No, about. and Revis has shown that he wants more money than almost anything else. But I just look at the guy and wonder if he wouldn't wonder after all the years where Bill Belichick was hoisted up as this villain that one d- wanting to go to New England and play for him would be alluring and to play with a team with a quarterback. And
2: I think it's fair to say that the template among NFL players is in your mid-20s, go get as much money as you can. When you're nearing 30, you've already made your money, go get your ring. That's fair. And he'd fit the Patriot system
4: well, they want someone like Taleb who can not just stay on one side of the field, who can go on both sides, who can cover man. But the price tag has to start with 9 million a year or whatever. I, yeah. I he's not going to oh, take yeah. a contract that's way less than the guys like Sam Shields is making. I don't know if he's going to get that much more though. I think he'll be right around there.
3: See, I'd be surprised if he got less than 12, but How, I
4: mean- would you you would love having him back in the Jets. I guess that goes without saying. I, it's a
3: little, I'm a little, like, um, conflicted about it. I know that he would make them instantly better to the point where I think they'd be a playoff team potentially. But, I mean, I still remember Roscoe Diner. I still remember almost every year there being some issue with Revis, and I'd just I i cannot. I'd be shocked if that ever but happened. But Dan
1: this morning came in, and he <laughs> it said to me, he goes, you know, I got to admit, like, I'm kind of thinking about Revis maybe coming I, back to I the Jets. I think about it. It's like when you great. broke Venus it up. With, wants to, but it's like when you broken yeah, up right. with a girlfriend right. that was a good I, girlfriend. It's just negotiating, and you have a phone call with her like a year later, and you kind of both are in a weird place, and you talk about maybe getting back together, and it has this allure to it. But it would be a disaster. <laughs> right?
3: You <laughs> you, could, you only choose to remember the good things, and you try to block out the bad things. But then, as soon as you got back in bed, if you were all the bad stuff would come. I out.
4: don't know. Put Rex and. Revis in bed together, good things magic Wait, can happen What now. are we talking
2: about Didn't anymore? owner Woody Johnson give the mandate that Revis had to be traded? Yes, but that was 10 months ago, Wes. <laughs> okay. That was a long time he, ago. He,
4: he wanted a lot more I'm money in. then. It's funny, now he's going to have to accept probably less than what the Jets were offering at the time.
3: Moving on, DeMarcus Ware, who... Uh, parted ways with the Cowboys over a salary situation on Tuesday. Signed Wednesday with the Denver Broncos, a $30 million deal over three years with $20 million guaranteed. Uh, this is now DeMarcus Ware maybe in total revenge mode looking to show that he's still DeMarcus Ware after his old team on some level countered him out.
2: Yeah, it hurts the Cowboys, doesn't it? And it, the, the Broncos, they, they're pairing him with Von Miller now. Kind of reminiscent of the Dwight Freeney-Robert Mathis pairing with the Colts. So I think this gives them possibly the best pass rushing tandem in the NFL.
4: Kind of reminds me of the Elvis Dumervil von Miller pairing. And now Dumervil, who I know Ware is a better player than Dumervil. Right. Wessling's giving me a dirty look. Yes, <laughs> But Ware's up up in years, and that was a couple years ago. Dumervil was solid, and he got some of those sacks because the protection is sliding over to Miller. And as great as Ware is right now, Miller might be the best pure pass rusher in football. So if Ware is healthy, putting those two together, when Dan said the story of the week to start the show, I thought he was going to this. I mean, a Hall of Fame first ballot, no doubter, dropped by Jerry Jones. He he held on to two different Roy Williamses and (laughs) Ken Hamlin and everyone else for too long, and he gets rid of Demarcus Ware. And then the Broncos, who are fishing for that title, swoop in.
2: I mean, it's hard not to, li- hard not to love it. I'm falling for it. You oh, know well. why he ended up with the Broncos, Dan? Why? Because John Elway can pitch woo like nobody's <laughs> business.
3: Yeah, this is interesting. Wes used the term pitch woo. Uh, in a post uh, on Tuesday night, and I actually texted her. and said, hey, you might have a typo <laughs> in the end of your post. You have a woo in there, apparently a term that's used by humans. I was not I think
2: it probably was used by humans more in the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> to pitch woo means to be able to lure in whatever you're trying to lure in. It's As in to woo
1: usually, someone. Yeah, to woo. Well, to I know that. Someone. Yeah, but to pitch Dan, woo. it's a word that means to woo someone, to lure them in. <laughs> but to Dan. pitch
3: woo someone? Don't uh, act like you knew it. Now it makes Come sense
1: on. to me, though at this point, but to, I would have also <laughs> probably called you with a potential spelling mistake. It's a trenchant point by West.
3: There you go. See, see, I talked, I talked regular word today and now <laughs> Wes taught me <laughs> a word and Mark word. We're moving. I taught forward. you
1: a three letter word. We are devolving.
3: Uh, moving forward. Steve Smith. It is, it is the end in Carolina and it is uh, getting ugly. Uh, Smith tweeted goodbye to the Panthers fan base. Uh, on Wednesday, and then a report surfaced that Steve Smith, this is from the Charlotte Observer's Joseph uh, Person, that Steve is reportedly seen as a distraction now, and here's the quote from Person. Sources say Gettleman, that's the GM, uh, views Smith as a distraction and is ready to turn the locker room over to emerging stars such as quarterback Cam Newton and middle linebacker Luke Kuechly. Smith's fiery personality has made him a fan favorite, but but can grate on teammates and coaches. <laughs> Yowza.
2: Dave Gettleman, out, is my favorite GM. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he could not have handled this situation more ham-fistedly than he has. That's fair. You don't know that he's the
4: source for that at it all. It doesn't
2: matter. You're taking the face of the franchise, your icon, and as hard-boiled as we are, you know we've been through the process. We know all these things happen. Fans are sensitive about this kind of thing. Just go down and ask David Ely about it. He's all broke up about it. He's a Panthers fan in our office, and he knows Gettleman's handled it poorly.
4: I agree with that, that they should treat Smith like a guy who's the greatest player in franchise history. You could argue Julius Peppers, maybe, but it's probably Smith that he should be given the consideration not to find this out in the media, not to be strung along. Now you're reading ugly sources. I mean, it's getting... Getting ugly at the end. I
1: don't know. Like you know, honestly, as Greg learned throughout his youth, his romantic uh, (laughs) ventures as a youth that these things. This going well? No, you know these things never end well. They don't end well. You know, (laughs) what does that have to do with my romantic? Yeah, any, just, any venture that you had. I guess they had, all ended yeah, they, before
3: you met your wife. Right. And they, got, and they, I see where he's everything,
1: going. Everything, you know, you can, whatever the proud history, path. each of these, it yeah. is rock Path. But they never <laughs> end well. And, and usually, if, at best, you get the player tweeting a statement that someone else wrote about right? his time with the team or vice versa. But well,
2: why doesn't, why, it can end well. Jordan Gross was in there showing slides a couple of weeks ago. It ended perfectly. Yeah, but he, is, he wants to leave the game.
3: That was ridiculous yeah. by the way. Steve Smith does not want to leave with the Jordan game. Gross.
1: That's the difference. I think okay, I think point. Mike
3: Silver put it well um earlier today on NFL Network I believe he he said it that no one handles success more poorly or worse than the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, every every time the franchise has risen up very quickly they've torn themselves asunder with poor decision making uh and this to me screams is the same thing. I mean
2: I've got a prediction here. By October first of last year, I told you guys. I hope the Saints get in on wild card because the Panthers are winning this division. The Panthers are going to finish in last place this year. <laughs> <Ooh>.
3: <laughs> Hell hath no fury like a West score.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, look at them; they're just wow. shedding good players. Well, I don't even think it's that bad of a
4: decision. I think it was handled poorly. I think the whole bit about him being a distraction and his personality's grading—give me a break. It's it's a football decision. No one cares about his personality if he has eleven hundred yards. This isn't Richie
2: Incognito, and we're talking about a player who was universally adored, according to all the media reports before this, that he was a respected team leader and always set the tone for them. But it wasn't a
4: financial decision either because they're not – That's
3: the blowtorch. That's the Bunsen (laughs) burner blowtorch. Wes, furious. They deserve it.
4: They're not really saving cap money. They're saying Steve Smith is not going to help us win games anymore. And maybe this other bit about his leadership that – They see it. If he's not a big factor and his skills are diminishing, maybe he'll become a problem in the future. Maybe that's a little small part of it. But it really has nothing to do with that. I mean, it has to do with his play. The receivers on that team are ridiculous right now, by the way. Well,
2: somebody in that front office took publicity 101 and has decided it's fun to trash a, a franchise icon so maybe the fans can come around to see it from their point of view. And nobody's falling for that.
4: Before we move on, I just want to mention the top three wide receivers on the depth chart if they get rid of Steve mm-hmm. Smith. Marvin McNutt. I'm going to give him the number one spot. was on the field a little bit in the left. Tavares King.
3: Dun, dun, dun,
4: dun, and dun. Kialoa Pilaris. Pilaris.
2: Yeah. I would put Tavares King atop that depth. Yeah, you probably. got right rated low there. <laughs> People sleeping
3: on Pilaris.
2: Drafted out of Hawaii, I believe, by the Panthers in the fourth round three years ago.
3: Yeah, he was a proud member of the Warriors. Fifth round. Is that correct?
2: (laughs) The Rainbow Warriors.
3: The Rainbow Warriors.
2: They were the Rainbow Warriors at one time.
3: Oh, they changed?
4: You want to see Steve Smith in
2: Denver. We're still doing a podcast here, by the way. (laughs) I would like (laughs) to see Steve Smith in Denver reunited. Although someone tweeted at me that Steve Smith has been on record as saying he doesn't like playing for John Fox. Mm. I don't remember ever seeing that record. And people have tweeted... Me, incorrect information many times in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's a little duplicative
4: of uh, Wes Welker at this stage of their careers. He, he even talked about he wants to play in the slot at this point.
3: How about, how about, we've heard some speculation about the Ravens. You got Jacoby Jones, sense. freshly yeah. uh, re-signed. That's you got Torrey Smith. You got a healthy Dennis Pitta. You slide Steve Smith into the role formerly held by Anquan Boldin, and away we go. I
2: like it, with a chip on his shoulder giant chip on his shoulder yeah the Ravens like those
4: fiery guys he can kind of
3: see Mark that's intensity in the podcast studio impressive Dan (laughs) Mark almost asleep at this point not your fault either
1: just keep going
3: all right we will keep going someone steal something from
2: him we'll see his energy level rise
3: (laughs) Um, all right so there's so much more to hit there's so many signings over the last two days Um, so we figured why don't we go around the room And uh, we'll throw it around a couple different, uh, you know, best. We'll start with best signing. How about this? And we'll get Mark in the mix right now. Mark, the best signing by any team through two days of free agency.
1: Well, A, hard to judge at this point. I mean, honestly. We don't know how long it's going to turn out. But the, the player I was probably most interested in to see where he landed was Lamar Houston. I think that he is, when we talk about, you know, and Greg went off on a hot streak yesterday about... The kind of players you don't want to sign in free agency. Logical. You don't want to sign aging guys who are past their prime and overpay them. Houston, number one, it got under my skin that Oakland, in this so-called off season of off seasons, lets this guy of all people walk. But the Bears, who need a ton of help, got what is a player that you can move all around and do all sorts of stuff with with your defensive front. I think he is one of the more interesting young pass rushers in the league right now. My only concern is not about Houston, but Chicago, if you look at the roster, they have so many needs that it's going to take a while to rebuild that defense. And like he was in in Oakland, he could be a little bit lost. He's not the final piece there. He's going to have to anchor that team.
3: Wes, your
2: your best signing.
1: I have Jared
2: Veltier
1: from the uh, Arizona
2: Cardinals. Mm. I don't remember the last time the Cardinals have had an acceptable left tackle. Mm-hmm. That's been a problem for Who years. Who was the
3: last one? I
2: can't he, he even, well, you can't just remember. said you don't remember. He does not right. remember. Before <laughs> they drafted Leon, or before they drafted Levi Brown ahead
4: of Adrian Peterson, some Levi were, Brown had before. six weeks at one point. People got excited about that. Was I, about I think it. that's accurate. It <laughs> was, was uh, like a those six are memorable <laughs> six
3: weeks. I'll never forget that. And <laughs> now, Levi they, Brown.
2: Now they have Jonathan Cooper, last year's first round pick, coming back too. Cooper and Veldier can solidify that line. Bruce Arians is convinced that Carson Palmer can spin the ball with anyone if you give him time. I'm sure. not convinced that's the case, but Bruce Arians thinks so. The Cardinals' problem last year was not their defense, which almost kept pace with the Seahawks and 49ers. So if you can roll an offense out there that has Carson Palmer with time to throw, I, I kind of like what this with this, this team's doing.
4: And like Houston, it's a good price. Houston really wasn't overpaid, I didn't no. think. Both no. players
2: that Reggie McKenzie decided he didn't want. It was surprising. It's beguiling. I think it's one of those deals where you just, you, bring, you come in and you just don't want the previous guy's draft picks. Mm. And you see the Chiefs doing a little bit of that now too. Sometimes that
4: is what makes a best signing. Jared Valdir could be league average at that money, and it would be great because it's such a big upgrade. It makes their team so much better, and it was that big of a need that it's worth it to pay him so whatever. So he's
2: the Carson Palmer of left tackles? That, they'll take that. Maybe a little Such bit. Such a big upgrade
4: on what they had before. <laughs> Greg, best signing. Well, I'm not going to go with one that was cheap. It was expensive. But I like what it's going to look like on the field. Jairus Bird. Jairus
3: <laughs> Bayer. <laughs> Jairus Bayer. Yes, Greg, it's Jairus Byrd.
4: It's taken a while. Even down in the newsroom, I've still been mispronouncing his name at times. But I'm locked in. I've got it. And I'm excited to see Byrd and Kenny Vaccaro next to each other in a secondary that Rob Ryan is cooking up because Vaquero (laughs) Bad Santa mixes up some crazy stuff Vaquero was one of the most fun guys in the league to watch next year I think he could be an all pro and then you put Bird back there he's coached up Ed Reed
3: uh, how far away is Greg from being an outright Saints fan what are we like I'm one, yeah, I'm one excited year? About this combo. The Tom Brady are, gets old and it's over. He wants right? Greg's
2: family. bastard stepchild. Yeah,
3: not for long. I think they're about to get into the uh, move out of the guest house and into well, the main uh, mansion.
4: I went to Tulane and uh, I had season tickets to the Saints one terrible year under uh, Jim Hazel and Aaron Brooks. They're kind of you know I root for them. Wait, were you
3: a season ticket holder when uh, I don't remember who it was took the flip phone out of the goalpost? Joe, Joe Horn. Joe Horn it
4: was not that year. No. Uh, that's the uh, golden I, age of. No, we it need to
2: get video up in here just so people can see Greg's hands when he does <laughs> cooking up. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me you don't think that could be fun. I though. think it's awful. Those fun. two guys, yeah. I, a lot of money. Rob I can't wait to see how glowingly Rob Ryan speaks of Jarius Byrd, since he already said Kenny Vaccaro is the best safety in the NFL. That that's true. So I guess. Uh, Bird might be the second. He also called Keenan Lewis the best free agent signing of any signing last year. He, he likes to have <laughs> bests out there a lot. Are and you- this goes back to what we were talking about when salary cap uh, stuff is overrated
4: sometimes. Granted, the Saints made a lot of moves and they're cutting a lot of players and they're trying to trade Sproles. But, you know, we heard it was such a big problem. They signed the highest paid player in free agency.
2: The flip side to that is the Cowboys. The salary cap spot was their salary cap situation was not overrated. They had to cut their best defensive player.
3: My favorite signing, or I think the best signing, those are all great ones, by the way, fellas. Just want to say. (laughs) Any one of them could be seen as the best signing. Um, I like Golden Tate to the Lions. I think it's a perfect fit for both the player and the team. I think Tate will do very well in that system when you have Megatron on the other side. Uh, tilting the field, and I think you know maybe they gave him a little too much money, but this was something they've been trying to get right for years, that number two wide receiver spot, and he's perfect for that system. I worried about also him going to a team where he would have to be the number one guy. That clearly will not be the case. I think he has great potential to become a 1,000-yard receiver in that offense.
2: This probably would be Goldstander's biggest shock.
1: That pretty, he didn't uh, end up with the Titans? <laughs> the Hendersonville, Tennessee kid. For, for wanted those that, to send him home.
4: <laughs> for those that weren't listening last time, the gold standard made his first ever football prediction or even football sentence <laughs> uh, when he predicted Golden Tate would be joining the Titans. I oh, think Dan one. just was trying to stick it in your eye there. A little bit, a little yeah. bit.
1: Well, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, boys. So <laughs> I,
2: Exactly. I agree with you. This is a great signing. You guys know that I love Golden Tate. The listeners know that. Um and I think early last season we saw how hard it was for defense to defend Reggie Bush and Calvin Johnson on the field at the same time, throwing Golden Tate, three guys that can do a lot of damage with the ball in their hands.
3: Um, all right. Now, I, like, I like get a little bit negative sometimes, so let's do the worst signing. And, Mark, again, we start with you.
1: It's something that Wes touched on, and it's it's actually a signing – or a re-signing or a re-contract structuring that did not happen. It is the Cowboys, and it is Ware, because it's the culmination of years of horrible management by Jerry Jones of his roster and his cap, and Be as careful, Greg him, right? mentioned, his inability to keep players around that he should, or keeping players around too long. And I think the where, we all love him. He's set up on a team that's much more talented and goes after the right players in which Dallas does not in Denver to succeed and probably wind up deep into the playoffs or another Super Bowl. Something Dallas can't achieve because of the way their ill-equipped general manager handles this team.
2: They
4: really botched, they really botched this whole this situation. This place is on fire right now.
1: ha! <laughs> But we've said this over and over about Jones. It's for us a broken record. He doesn't change his ways.
2: We this saw is, this is years old. This argument. We saw this defense without wear last year. Saints
3: set, set records against him. But he did change his ways. Didn't he? This is an example of instead of holding, like Greg was alluding to earlier, instead of holding on, they are to the aging veteran. To. They are going for, in a different direction. An
1: absolute total crisis scenario. They are, like you said, one team where the cap thing is real. It's not suddenly they sign someone to this mega deal and we can't figure out how Denver suddenly has millions more than anyone else. With Dallas, they had no room to operate. The Eagles' stranglehold on the NFC East gets tighter. Yes, it does. Yes.
3: Wes, worst signing.
2: I've got a twin worst signing by the Raiders. Throwing, what, uh, 72.5 million at left and right tackle. Roger Saffold and Austin Howard, a combined thirty seven million guaranteed, which is seven million more than Jake Long, Andre Smith, and Sebastian Vollmer, three tackles that are better than those two made combined last year. It's just absurd how much money they're throwing at two average players.
4: That that sentence you said, Saffold and Austin Howard getting that much money would have been it it was shocking now, it would have been shocking a week ago. It would have been incomprehensible a year ago at this time when Saffold was considered close to a bust and Howard is a
3: nobody. He was off the street. Jet you would have thought the street, they would have
1: basically. left football and become dual bank robbers. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's the only narrative that would suggest and this amount we always hear of money. about
2: teams who are hesitant to invest in players with an injury history. Saffold has missed games with torn pectoral, dislocated shoulder, multiple knee injuries, and a neck
1: injury. Over the last three years. well, And Raiders fans have been all over us in the last couple of days and weeks. But we have just named our two, f- two of our favorite signings, which are two players that McKenzie let go. Mm. And two of the worst signings are the two guys he added. So you have to at some point ask the question, what in God's name is happening here?
3: Greg, worst signing. I
4: hate to do this, but uh, I have to go with my heart and what struck me the most on Tuesday, and that was I could not understand what the Browns were doing, especially with Carlos Dansby. I think you lose in free agency by signing old players who are coming off a magical, great value year. Carlos Dansby signed a one-year $2.25 million contract at this time a year ago because the Dolphins didn't want to pay him big money because he's an aging inside linebacker, and you don't pay aging inside linebackers big money. The Browns, who just cut to Jackson, get a guy a couple years older, they're going to pay him $10 million this year. The money's going to be spread out a little bit, and so it'll be 14 over 2. But if he's not good, you just got a year of Carlos Dansby for $10 million. And I'll throw in Dante Whitner getting overpaid more money than T.J. Ward, in theory, I guess because they didn't like Ward in coverage, but Whitner's not that good in coverage either. So that's two players getting a lot of money to get
3: older. Let me jump in, Mark, and so I know you'll have thoughts on this, that <laughs> while they spent a lot of money, perhaps too much money, you, Gregor, the first one that says uh, salary cap and all that stuff is not a big deal, getting under it, you could, it could be done. They got better, right? Whitner is an upgrade. Yeah. Dansby is certainly an upgrade over Dequell Jackson,
4: well, what Why? I- we wouldn't have said that a year ago. We would have definitely said the opposite a but year right ago.
3: But right now, living in the moment.
4: I don't think so. I, I don't really know. But I would not feel comfortable with Dansby outside of the system that m- helped make him so good. I think Arizona would have made sense. They gave him some decent money. We knew that was working for him. Another team just cut Carlos Dansby in a similar system two years ago,
2: making less money than this. Let's come at this from a different angle. No. You love Mike Pettin after reading Collision Low Crossers. I do. <laughs> you don't trust him to know what he's doing here? To think that he's called Carlos Dansby his Kiko Alonso and he wanted two smart veterans to teach his defense to his other players? That's the argument for
1: it, but I'm not trusting him as a general manager yet. Okay. No. That's fair. I don't disagree with Greg's take on the age and the money. I think that Real quick, I think that Wes nailed it. Pettin wanted uh, Dansby a year ago very badly in Buffalo and couldn't get him. And they might have overpaid. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But also, if you're Cleveland and you have to sell potential free agents to come to town where you don't have a quarterback, and by the way, it's 12 degrees here and the weather's awful all year long and Miami wants you to, you've got to pay more. That's just the way it is until they become an established team. That's life for a losing squad.
3: Speaking of losing squads and life and life not being great, uh, the Buffalo Bills were signing for me guard Chris Williams. Um, if you don't know a lot about him, you're not alone. He has not been a huge impact player in this league. He signs a four-year $13.5 million contract uh, with the Bills, $5.5 million guaranteed. Uh, pro Football Focus, if you if you're into their grades, they had him ranked number 74 among 81 qualified guards, and yet he comes off the market on the second day on a big contract. That seems maybe not
2: great thinking.
4: Well <laughs> one of the bigger busts of the last five years with the Bears. Bears fans must be stunned at this news.
2: Huge bust, major back problems early in his career, and he's kind of bounced around like a cork on the ocean the last few years, just released by a few teams. And what <laughs> Greg, cork want, on the ocean.
3: That man. is good. Greg, do you want to share the the photo that you came across on the internet? Oh today? right.
4: Well, not only was the Williams signing shaky, the whole free <laughs> agent strategy by the Bills, I'm not so sure about. They sent out an Instagram picture <laughs> of Doug Marone. And Chris Williams standing in the middle of a blizzard in the middle of March, like, "Hey, come sign with us, guys!" It's
2: a great metaphor. Come to the Siberia
4: of the NFL. Here's a no, here's a no-name first-round bust we overpaid. This is the guy we're gonna sell. Oh, by the way, it's March 11th, and there's 10 inches on the ground of
3: snow. That's fun. Um, all right. Finally, that's big- the uh, Vladivostok
2: of the NFL. <laughs>
3: <laughs> finally. You got me. Uh, finally, biggest surprise, and uh, Wes, we'll start with you.
2: Uh, what, the, what John Elway pulled off. I didn't know what this defense was going to have. I, I thought maybe they'd bring back Rogers Cromarty, sign another guy who might not impress me. They bring in DeMarcus Ware, as Greg said, a first bout Hall of Famer. From what I saw on the field, this guy was putting the clown suit on Brandon Albert early last season yeah. before he got injured explosive first step, can still play. to Talib, the best cover corner in free agency. There are some ricks there, and they overpaid for him. But they have – I don't mind the overpaying because there are a lot of different ways to skin a cat in free agency, and Peyton Manning's a different cat. He's only got two years left maybe. So with that window closing, you have to go for the Super Bowl. You have to swing for the fences right now, and he's doing it. They also pick up T.J. Ward, who I thought was a Pro Bowl caliber safety last year.
3: Yeah, I think this is the... Elway, give him give him uh, credit for just being logical. You have this all-world, all-time quarterback in Manning. There's not a lot of time left. They're going all-in for the next year or two. And, you know, if, they, if the bill comes due in a couple of years and they stink, at least they know they gave it a shot when they had a Hall of Fame quarterback. I got news
2: for you. The bill comes due anyway when you go from Peyton Manning to Brock Osweiler. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. when the bill comes due right. anyway. So you're not going to be a... You're no longer going to be a contender with Osweiler under center.
4: I love it because it's good for the NFL to have these colossus teams that are just superpowers and they're good year after year and we're just going to be watching this Broncos team and they're either going to cream the AFC and they'll, that'll be interesting to watch or they will be a big disappointment or whatever. It'll be fun. I like having that.
3: I like the shadow of all your arm movements, Greg, against <laughs> the wall. It's almost like art.
1: They're I good. think Elway Ballet is, a, is <laughs> the most underrated general manager in mm. football right now because people just...
3: Underrated? I feel like he gets a ton of praise.
1: Well, I think that you have to understand how hard that job is to assimilate to, to come from where he he did. He didn't have. He didn't rise up as a scout and see this done year he had after no year. No experience. I mean, he's a master recruiter, and it, and he, and he's used what you know leverage he has as a form as a Hall of Fame quarterback to bring the best players to a team. He's that, a master recruiter, and he's bold.
2: The goal, right? yes. i I right. think Twitter. We get lost in the shuffle on Twitter. People think the goal is to have a tidy salary cap situation. The goal is to hoist Lombardi trophies. Tlaib yes.
4: could go down as a terrible signing. I think it was a big risk. But I'm with you. He has, First of all, Elway has a great history based on last year's free agent class, which was awesome.
1: Oh, how and, about the one year before where he got Peyton Manning to come to right. the
4: team? Right, and I—, I don't think he cares if it all blows up in his face. That's the one thing he doesn't care. He wants to just do it. He knows this window. He knows there's no point in second place. That
1: it's all for the title or that, and if it blows up whatever.
3: Onions, Sessler,
1: shock. Well, I was surprised by this. I don't know if it's the hubris or if I just totally admire it <laughs> of the Niners to pull off a trade for Blaine Gabbard because <laughs> day thinking, one of free agency. Yeah, Let's get him in the to me building. Is, we're going to do what no other team can do because I love their ability to teach quarterbacks. They already have done some things that I don't think anyone else could have done with Alex Smith at the point in his career that they did. But if they can turn Gabbard into a productive uh, backup or someone that they can trade to another team based on what he shows in preseason or spot duty, I, I, I'm i a Jim Harbaugh guy for the rest of my life because Gabbard to me looks like <laughs> a player that lacks... Every tool that you look for at the position, and the Jaguars, for all the times that they wanted to defend Gabbert and talk about, he's still part of the team, they spoke very loudly. They shopped him for a bag of spoons, and now, (laughs) you know, listen, at the same time, I look at the Niners, and everyone talks about Harbaugh and Trent Balky and not talking and not communicating, and your first day of free agency, you got Blaine Gabbert and Jonathan Martin. Well, so I don't know what they're doing, but I kind of think maybe it works. I don't know. This isn't the first time
2: they've shown hubris at the quarterback position. No, it is not. How many teams would have been willing to bench the NFL's leading passer on a first-place team playoff contender for a unproven but more talented quarterback behind him? I thought you were going to say they signed Colt McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that
1: was a big— You are a factory of <laughs> Oh, that's just— oh, boy. No, that was
4: we're done with this. You know,
1: that was uncalled for. It, it had to
4: have been a weird day, though, for 49ers fans. We're sitting in the newsroom, Chris and I, late last night, and it's like, oh, they got Martin to protect to, Gabbard. to protect Gabbert. Lock up the NFC West. It is over.
3: Um, Greg, what was your big surprise?
4: I was surprised by how cheap TJ Ward was, how cheap Alteron Werner was. Those are two guys we thought were going to be at the top of the market, and they really – came in a lot lower than people expected. But then a bigger surprise even happened today. On a day that the Buccaneers are introducing four different free agent signings, including Werner, including Michael Johnson, one of the highest-paid players in all of free agency, the first question, the big news, was about Josh McCown, that he's the new starting quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Glennon is the backup, McCown is the guy, I did not see that coming, him walking into a job where he's number one.
1: I love how Lovey Smith, within months of getting to Tampa, uh, starts shedding offensive linemen left and right because if you're Lovey Smith, you cannot have an adequate offensive line. So you've got to (laughs) just dump those guys as quick as you can. And then it's let's replace our young quarterback that showed some promise last season with a 34-year-old journeyman because you can't have a compelling quarterback either. Soon they're going to start inheriting pipsqueak receivers, too, because that was his staple in Chicago. Wow. I kind of see this the other way. Lovey Smith knows that nobody repeats in the NFC
2: South. Mm. He's got a defensive nucleus that's that's up there with the NFC contenders. Levante David and Gerald McCoy were or should have been in the Defensive Player of the Year discussion last year. Now he's got Werner. He's got Michael Johnson, brings in Clint McDonald, they're rumored to be after Charles Tillman. Julius Peppers could end up there. Ooh. This is a team. And then what if they draft Sammy Watkins in the draft? They might get Anthony Collins to play left tackle. This is a team that's making moves to say the NFC South is wide open and we're going for it.
1: Yeah, and I don't and I actually think the Bucs, we, uh, we, they are very talented in defense at every level. There's no real weakness, even without Revis. But do you really think McCown wins this camp battle so-called with Mike oh, yeah. I do too.
4: Oh yeah. I, I think it's too. over. Is
1: Mike Lennon on the Bucks come week one? Yeah, probably. I think he is. I th- uh,
4: I think they win it. I think they're trying to win and they, they like they see this defense. You mentioned man, you mentioned all that talent. You didn't even mention Mark Barron, Deshaun, Deshaun Colton. Yeah. This is a loaded defense. Well, I guess by this the is way, what they though, think.
1: part of part of McCown's week to week success was Tressman. Right. They better have someone to step in and keep that going. Jeff Tempford has a pretty good reputation as a quarterback. We'll though. find out. Uh, my
3: biggest surprise is, uh, and we touched on a little bit earlier, the Oakland Raiders. I'm not sure what's going on here. They, have, they, they entered this free agency with more cap space than anyone. They let Lamar Houston and, and Jared Valdir leave the building, which was strange, we all agreed, without a fight. Then they uh, bring in Saffold and Austin Howard as the tackles, as you said. And those are questionable moves. And I even had an issue with the backfield where they, they let uh, Rashad Jennings go. They keep... Uh, Darren McFadden, and at what point does the promise outweigh or the production has to outweigh the promise with that guy? They keep him in the building. I don't think the Raiders are any better at team.
2: And, Wes, you got to start thinking about softball pants because I think this team could stink again. Softball pants has to be organic. That has to come from a natural place where Wait, there's an we outcry. never said you
4: have to eat organic
2: softball pants. <laughs> <laughs> that, has to, that has to come from a natural outcry against something that's, you know – Absolutely abs- absurd in the NFL. So
3: are you saying, and I'm going to follow the follow all the signs I'm seeing, the stars, the Panthers could be in play as a softball <laughs> pants situation. <laughs> they, they, that's organic. Let's wait a little.
1: I just yeah. like to talk about softball a, pants. Softball more, pants
2: is more of a May or June type of discussion. <laughs> <It> f- <laughs> Where does it say that? <laughs> Dan being corrected it, right
4: here on the air. <laughs> in fairness to the, the Raiders, we are speaking 24 hours a little more after free agency started. Let's, let's see. I'm with you. The early moves. So far,
2: yes. not so good. No, I agree. It doesn't Surprising. It doesn't make me happy to bash Reggie McKenzie. He came from a great organization in Green Bay. He obviously knows what he's doing. I just don't know what it is. And I don't <laughs> think I'm smarter than Reggie McKenzie. So let's see how this plays out. Maybe he gets Lamar Woodley and Justin Tuck. But I don't know that you're going to be challenging the Broncos anyway, so maybe there's a better use for all that money you have. All
3: right. Before we go, let's get some predictions in. And by the way, um, before I forget, we made our go-get-my-sandwich bets on last week, last Thursday. We're it's supposed go- to be implied, the oh, last word. That's it. Never again. Uh, last Friday, we are going to uh, revisit those on Friday's podcast. Uh, so get ready for that.
2: I've got to increase my sit-ups. That's all I'm saying.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but before we go why don't we just throw out a prediction and uh, just for fun uh, Mark we'll start with you one prediction and you don't have to get too cute with this there's no sandwiches on the line just something you really think is going to happen I'm getting cute with mine alright I like that
1: in uh, Whatever the you last want, couple of months we have seen Cleveland try to sell the house <laughs> for Jim Harbaugh then they tried to sell their other house for Darrell Revis and my prediction i'm not sure they're going to need to sell for the house for this is that come september on the heels of just cutting brandon Whedon and jason campbell they have Brian hoyer a former patriots quarterback on the roster they will have two ryan mallet i'm not saying which one Doug, i'm just Doug saying Flutie? Uh, it could tony be tony eason a former <laughs> patriots quarterback not saying which one just saying it will be a even, former
3: Patriots quarterback now or currently on the roster? Do you have
1: someone either, you know, someone either <laughs> currently on, the, on the New England or another player who's come from New England's <laughs> You're not past? Talking about do the you have kahuna, a specific player in mind? I might be talking I, I about this. Big Kahuna. Do you think
2: they're going to try to trade for Tom Brady?
1: Big Kahuna?
3: I just have a strange man. feeling.
2: Mark, go home. <laughs> I have <laughs> a very strange <laughs> feeling. <laughs> go home.
3: That, that is a Sessler for the ages, right there. Tom Brady traded to Might the be Cleveland lunacy. Browns. I'm not,
1: I'm not suggesting that's a definite. I just have a scar is healing nicely. I will, I will eat
3: Chris's softball pants if that happens. I'll eat two of my softball pants if that happens. <laughs> okay. I like it. That was gutsy, Wes. I, I'm gonna get cute
2: too. Cute as that? That was
3: adorable.
1: Uh, that cute. was
2: that was cute. That was straight jacket loony. <laughs> I am going to say my prediction is the Indianapolis Colts sign Brown Center Alex Mack to an offer sheet under the transition tag. Hubba hubba. I can see that happening. Restricted. (laughs) According Ah. to NFL media insider Ian Rappaport, the Colts are one team that's already contacted them. They've released center Samson's <laughs> attack. What Dally. are you laughing at? I'm laughing at
4: Dad. going, center, restricted. <laughs> 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 He's yeah, not that's, restricted. That's sex <laughs> yeah, appeal. it's trans- transition. I could just, just hear Dad tuning out. Oh, my God. Wesley's talking about another offensive line.
3: <laughs> One day we're going to have to break off into different podcasts where it's just all linemen-related, guards and centers. But, yes, this is interesting. Go ahead.
2: Well... As I it said, is. they've released their center. The Colts have already contacted Alex Mack. I feel like they've been trying to upgrade that interior of the offensive line for a while. Alex Mack can play the Jeff Saturdays role to Andrew
1: Luck's Peyton Manning for the next half decade or more. And I do trust one thing Pettin said, and this is why I think this could happen more easily than we might think. He didn't, they're not going to try to make Mack stick around forever if he truly doesn't want to be there. And I don't think he wants to be there at all.
4: They already got uh, jobbed with the offer sheet with our boy, Baby Hawk, Andrew Hawkins. The
2: Browns
1: tried to sign, right? I like that attempt. I mean, that but that nice. Cincinnati has the right to match, and they force Cincinnati into pay a contract. a few
2: million a year <laughs> to sit him on the bench again. Dan,
4: Alex what? Mack is the highest uh, ranked player that could be signed elsewhere who he other is. than Darrell Revis. Number five on our
2: list. Not only that, but if this prediction comes true, he'll become the
1: highest-paid center in NFL history. Well, and you had Manning <laughs> and Jeff Saturday forever, and, and you put Mack and in, in Luck together. That's that's an am- amazing match. Super Bowl.
2: Greg.
4: It really is crazy that our top 12 was all signed in eight hours. 32 players out of our top Ooh, 99 yummy. were signed in eight hours. Yeah. Uh, I was going to go lineman again with predictions. But yeah, I why know. not? Just, just, let's keep rolling. It was going to be that the Falcons <laughs> sign every defensive lineman and offensive lineman left in the league. That's it. Because Thomas Dimitrov went into free agency with a plan, and he signs Paul Solei for big money, and he re-signs Peters, and he re-signs Babino, and he just goes – Brings in Tyson Jackson. Tyson Jackson, and then he brings in Asamoah. That's his crazy pre- – okay, I'll have another prediction because Dan say. doesn't like this. Let's go with the big one. Let's go oh, with the yeah. obvious See, one. See,
3: we talked about this. Go ahead.
4: Darrell Rivas is going to the Patriots, and you want to know why? Uh, I like because that. it's the one thing that's going to drive Jets fan the most crazy, A and it's bit. the one thing bit. that the Patriots can do to fire back in this uh, battle with the Broncos of off season moves, and it's the move that's going to help take the Super Bowl home when Rivas picks off Manning, then picks off Russell <laughs> Wilson next year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. In Phoenix,
4: I need more sleep. Forget you think that. I'm <laughs>
1: tired? <laughs> this it guy is, has gone to another level.
3: It makes so much sense in terms of straight up an arms race between New England and Denver. Both teams. Everyone says, you know, Manning. The t- clock's running out. Same thing with Brady, who's turning thirty six se- Greg, I'm sorry, he's turning thirty-seven. Yeah. Totally this unfair. summer, and they need to. They need to finish strong with him and give him the best chance to
1: win. Unless he's not on the New England Patriots' roster. <laughs> oh.
0: <to> <laughs> Let's bring this full circle. Cessler.
1: <laughs> <Sesler. laughs>
3: Unless he is no longer on the Patriots. It would be a weird move, I have to say, if they acquired <laughs> Darrell Rivas via free agency and then traded their quarterback. Well, they needed
4: the cap room. So they I have,
2: the cap room. Do you remember an NFL team ever trading an MVP <laughs> candidate at, th- at quarterback? <laughs> <Are> we actually <laughs> no, talking about No, but do you remember, remember
1: a team cutting two first-round picks in the first two seasons? No, Cleveland like to operate yeah. in, you know, bizarre they I knew we'd get weeded into the show. They are <laughs> ethereal.
3: Uh, <laughs> Dan, do you
4: have a prediction?
3: I do. Uh, I think Eric Decker's going to the Jets. I think oh, the no, Jets are start. I know. I know. When Wes, I'd love to hear your input on this. <laughs> the Jets are starting to get a little desperate, I think. They're getting a little cagey. They have all this money. They haven't really signed anyone up until this point at the time of this podcast and i'm starting to think they still have that need at wide receiver. Uh they still have the need at corner and a couple other places. Decker sitting on the market. They go, "We got to get somebody." They get the number one wide receiver on the market, overpay for him, and then we see what happens.
2: I can't think of a worse fit in the NFL for Decker than the Jets. They're not going to throw the ball. They don't have a proven quarterback. They don't have anybody opposite him to take the attention away. He's going to have to carry the passing game.
3: Uh, and d- did not- you not hear that Cumbie resigned? Mm. Did we <laughs> oh, miss that? What about uh, there's Combin. a lot of, a lot of plays
4: in New York. Well, uh, if that would be cool. Outer, there's there's Ultra on Werner ended open up. in tickets. Thank Werner you. We're talking not- about a guy with his own reality show. <laughs> Werner's not there, so that there's a lot more available. How <laughs> well
2: about Decker and Michael Vick? I still Ooh. don't like it. I don't like Decker with the Jets. They don't, he, does, he needs to go to a place that's a pass-heavy offense with a number one receiver there.
3: I don't want this to get away. You mentioned the plays in Alteron Werner, <laughs> Ian Rappaport, our insider that was on the show Monday, said that would be potentially a, a reason why he might choose between the Jets and Giants. Um, a Twitter user, 5AMI underscore interesting tweeted at as good news for alleged <laughs> alleged culture vulture alteron burner avida <laughs> opening at tampa theater next week
2: <laughs> so
3: listen he knew what the, was going uh, on
2: ringling brothers theater in sarasota
3: you do say west you say it's a bad move but who knows yeah maybe vic takes off maybe they finally find a quarterback the guy's young they give him multi-year deal maybe it's not a great fit this year two years from now could be great
1: Decker will vanish off the I'm face of the NFL it. if he signs re- in Florham Park. I'll revise my opinion in 2016.
2: Then. All right, that's it, fair it's
4: enough. fun to hear Dan try to talk himself into a move that hasn't even happened.
3: <laughs> well, because it is going to happen. That's that's my prediction. But uh, he's very handsome, though. I don't know if I've been on record about that. I'm
2: More or less handsome than less... Uh, Ooh, don't, don't ask
3: me to pick
1: that. Different ages.
3: Yeah. Um, all right. We got to go... Uh, I think we got a lot of information out there today, a lot of discussion. We disseminated. We disseminated, as is our job. We'll be back on Friday, talk more free agency. Like I said, we're going to go over our sandwich bets uh, in addition to all other types of mirthy conversations. Uh, Until then, this is Dan Hansen signing off for the mailman, the sizzler, the boss, and the gold standard behind the glass. Until then. How
4: about that?
0: irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you
4: at jc fashion counts for everybody Moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.
0: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise.